Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Bandroom Podcast Bonus Edition. My name is Dylan Maddox. And I'm Kate Nishimura. And we are here to announce that the Bandroom Podcast is now on summer holidays. And it's not going to be just us relaxing. I'm going to be moving to the other side of North America. Kate's going to be creating beautiful creations, not only musically, but also in her garden. It's true. (laughs) Yeah. But we wanted to leave you with something to listen to while we prepare for season four. Yeah. So we just want to take this opportunity to thank everyone for listening to season three of BRP and thank all of our wonderful, amazing guests for taking the time to Mm -hmm. share their insights and words of wisdom and stories and laughs and cries and everything (laughs) with us this past season it's just been awesome yes and and don't don't fret because there's more to come season four is going to be starting on september 1st so you don't have to wait you don't even have to wait a little bit into september right when september hits you will have a new season of the Bandroom Podcast. And we have uh, some wonderful guests lined up and some really exciting collaborations also that we'll hopefully be able to announce by then. That's true. It's very, very exciting. And in the meantime, we are sharing a few of our favorite bonus episodes that are normally accessible only to our Patreon community. (laughs) Uh, But while we take a bit of a summer break, we are giving you a sneak peek into some of the awesome bonus conversations that we've had, starting with ourselves (laughs) in the bonus episode that Dylan and I recorded earlier this spring. You'll also get to hear from Alex Shapiro, Rob Taylor, John Mackey, and Jody Blackshaw. Absolutely. And I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sell this too much, folks, but we've picked some of the best, some of the most hilarious of the bonus episodes. And you can have access to many more hilarious, inspiring, and any other kind of word that would make you want to become a patron (laughs) of the Bandroom Podcast. And you can check out all of that at patreon.com slash bandroompod, where you can just check it out. Maybe consider if you want to help support us um, through this method. But it would be a great help to us, and it would be a great joy for you to be able to hear these episodes. Speaking of support, the Bandroom podcast is proudly supported by the Canadian Band Association. You can learn more about CBA programming, such as the Canadian Winds Journal, the National Youth Band of Canada, the Howard Cable Composition Prize, and all the amazing work that the provincial chapters are doing by visiting canadianband.org. That's canadianband.org. And without further ado... Here's us. Uh, Well, here we are for another bonus episode uh, for you, the wonderful Patreon subscribers, the Patreon community, I'll call you. I'll stop calling you subscribers because that sounds like a business and i don't want it to sound like that yeah community is good yeah and i think that's part of the idea is that um we can talk more uh you can 
let us know things. You get to see behind the scenes things, which yeah. I need to get on top yeah. of a little bit. Um, but we just had a, a fun discussion, just the two of us for this last episode that we did, mm-hmm. uh, just talking, just answering some fan questions. Yeah, it was <laughs> and, really interesting. Uh, there was a, a mixture of questions, some hilarious and some very serious. Yep. We're talking about uh, what makes great repertoire to what makes a great instrument choice to kill a zombie. <laughs> so you should uh, definitely uh, check those out. Um, but uh, I thought it would be fun because uh, for a lot of these bonus episodes, we've talked about funny or exciting stories for our guests. Mm-hmm. But uh, personally, since I've started doing it, I've not shared any of my exciting gig stories yeah i want to hear about your exciting stories or your hilarious moments in your band experience yeah this one's not a it's not a band specific one Mm -hmm. um but uh as i've mentioned before uh, before i was really in the conducting band world i worked as a freelance trumpet player doing lots of different things um so i i i got to meet lots of wonderful people and that's part of the great thing about freelancing is it's expanded my professional world and uh in that in that vein but uh now to think of it this gig actually came from a band thing so uh some people might know uh, do you know brian vincent yeah 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 so he used to be at ta blake lock in oakville ontario mm-hmm. now he's teaching at, at one of those international schools yeah but um he's someone i i when i worked for schools out tours i was his band trip coordinator <laughs> So I was on the bus with him and I had to do all this stuff. So I, we met through that. That's funny. And then, and then when I started adjudicating, I, you know, I worked with his bands every year and then he'd invite me in to work with his band. And it was great because they're just an amazing band. Like they were doing like grade five, grade six yeah. stuff all the time. So that was awesome. And then uh, at some point uh, when I was living in Toronto, he called me and said, hey, I got this really exciting gig. Uh, a, a couple of uh, months ago, I was the, the music coordinator for a Netflix show and I went, oh, that's cool. What's the show? And he said, "Oh, um, something. It's about superheroes or something. Uh, uh, it's not like it's not like straight ahead superheroes. I think he's like I think it's called Umbrella Academy." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, yeah, I think I've <laughs> heard about that. Yeah, you know, I think it had its beginnings as an indie kind of thing." Right. Um, so he said, "I can't do the the next episode." So I I'm wondering if if you'd be able to do it. And he talked about the pay, and the pay was insane. Like he just he pulled some number out of his head, and they they were like, "Yep, we can do wow. that." Yeah, like it would. <laughs> I think it was like 120 an hour, wow. or so. It was something yeah. weird. Yeah. And uh, keep in mind, I I don't know if have you ever been on a TV set? I have not. It's insane. <laughs> like we think that our world works hard. Those people are there, like. Two like man, no, four a.m. until two a.m. Like yeah, the next, yeah, yeah. like it's a long day. Yeah. So anyway, I was there that whole day, and um, so I was the music consultant for the final episode of season one of the Umbrella Academy, and I have not obviously. Oh no, I had been involved. I did a uh, privatized for Global TV episode once, uh, where I was the conducting coach, but um, but I had not done that before. Yeah. So basically, anything in the episode that had to do with music. I I had some kind of input on that. So in this episode, I won't, well, no, I'll ruin it. Um, there's a big orchestra in it. Uh, and um, this is where her her superpowers come out of the violin and destroy or 
maybe destroy the world. Um, so there was lots of stuff. So basically, if anyone's, I had to make sure everyone's bows were the right way. I had yeah. to seat people in the right places. I had to go back with the director and see what the shots looked like. All that stuff. It was super cool. Um, and uh, I didn't that know. That is really cool. I knew some of the musicians because I had played with them. But there, a lot of string players didn't know them. So I remember this one guy came walked on stage mm-hmm. at uh, Winter Garden Theater we were at. And um, he walks on stage and I said, oh, you'll be sitting over here. This is where the first violins are. He goes, I know. I am the associate concertmaster of the Toronto Symphony. <laughs> uh, yes, of course I knew that. Uh, of course. <laughs> so anyway, so I, after I, yeah, after Aww, I got out of that situation, I was fine. So uh, to end yeah. a long-winded yeah. story, that's not, actually it's not close to finished. Is um, there was a conductor in that episode um, who gets kind of like pushed away and all that stuff. So there's an actor who plays the conductor, who's not a conductor at all. He's a pure actor, mm-hmm. but he had some coachings with yeah. Brian and I was working with him a little bit as well. And he was a super nice guy. I can't remember his name, um, but I've seen him and stuff before, um, but he was great. So then uh, yeah. how it's supposed to work is that actor has a stand in who is a musician who right. in this case is an older gentleman that kind of looks like him from the back um, and who should mm-hmm. be able to conduct. However, I don't know what the audition process was for this, but they ended up getting someone, uh, I won't say the instrument or anything like that because he's relatively well-known in the uh, greater Toronto uh, freelance community. <laughs> you have to <laughs> yeah, tell me when we, when we start um, <laughs> But uh, could not conduct. So the problem was uh, we had the score from Jeff Russo that had to be lined up with the studio stuff. So like the tempo actually had to be like the mm-hmm. tempo. So the Boeings and stuff lined up. Yeah. Um, and he yeah. just, yeah. he needed his reading glasses. The other actor conductor didn't wear reading glasses <laughs> and the, the score had all oh, these no. multimeter changes, which if you're not like a, tr- if you didn't take right. undergraduate conducting, you're not going to be able to, to do that. Yeah. And it's I, and I mean like that. <laughs> freelancers are very famous for just ignoring the conductor. In this case, it was not working. Like it just did not work. So, uh, yeah. long story short, yeah. I had to conduct, <laughs> Uh, and I don't look anything like the actor. So in the th- Winter Garden Theater, they have those giant old school um, curtains, right? So I'm I'm in like one of the rungs of yeah. the curtain like this. <laughs> and I'm conducting uh, everyone. <laughs> so uh, anyway, we got it yeah. down. Thank wow. God. Uh, and uh, yeah, so you yeah. just never know <laughs> when you're going to have to do something. And then from that, a lot of other kind of consultation work came from, from that. Um, yeah. So that cool. was my crazy gig. That's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, every time I, I watch, you know, a TV show or a movie where there's musicians, I'm always paying close attention to see, like, are they real musicians? Are they really, mm-hmm. are they doing the right mo- uh, movements? Um, you know, and, and even in, in cartoons, sometimes when they show instruments, it's interesting to note the difference between... Uh, you know, when, when you can tell that they know what they're doing and that they've oh, consulted yeah. an expert and, that you know, even the fingerings are correct and things like that. Uh, so that that's really cool that you had that experience. It's, yeah, it's insane yeah. whenever, you know, the oh, it's like those stock violin photos. Oh, they're awful. It's like, what are they doing? <laughs> I know. But uh, I think the most recent example of, like, very accurate things, have you seen Soul yet? I have. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking of. It's yeah, so accurate. Positions? Oh, yeah, I, like, I know. That's all there. It's yeah. All there. And did you know... That there was a real middle school band uh, from somewhere in the states that oh really that recorded so every every time in, in the movie where they cut to the 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 classroom those sounds were recorded by real kids 
Wow. Yeah. What's your crazy story, Kate? Crazy story. I don't know. I mean, crazy. There have been, oh, there have been lots of memories uh, that come to mind that I <laughs> that I could get into here. Uh, one of which I will not discuss in detail, but I'm just going to say, <laughs> just going to say that when I was in high school, my my school took a band trip, a music trip to China, and uh, I got lost on the trip. <laughs> Yeah. So as I said, not going to elaborate because I actually have a a story that I think is better. But, you know, music teacher nightmare, I would think a kid getting lost on an international trip. Obviously, I was found. I'm here and I'm fine. But um, the story that I really want to share is something that popped up in my Facebook memories the other day. Uh, mm. Thank you, Facebook, for reminding me of things that happened 10 years ago that I forgot about. So 10 years ago, last week or whenever it was, I had the opportunity to work with David Maslanka when Whoa. I was a student at the University of Toronto. And uh, we had this really epic um entirely Maslenka program with both the wind symphony and the wind ensemble and so he was there uh and and did some rehearsals with us and was there for the performances and uh i just i was reminded with this facebook memory uh i was reminded of how significant of an experience that was it was so cool and i mentioned in our regular episode Mm-hmm. that I started out playing the clarinet and then I switched to bass clarinet and was much happier. Well, when I got to university, uh, you know, you couldn't really be a bass clarinet major. So they made me play the regular clarinet too. Mm. And every concert, even though uh, everybody knew that I wanted to play bass clarinet, I, I always was assigned at least one piece on the B-flat clarinet. And so uh, in this case... My piece was Give Us This Day oh, okay, yeah. by David Mislanka. That was the piece that I had to play principal clarinet on. Oh, <laughs> and nice. it begins with a very, very, very quiet clarinet solo with cartales right. and, and all these things. Um, so it was just a nightmare for me because not a clarinetist really uh playing a clarinet solo in front of the composer on stage i was terrified um and (laughs) what he said to me and this has so much more weight now that that unfortunately he's he's gone you know and we don't get a chance to hear more wisdom from him um he just kind of leaned over and he said don't think about it so much float just float on top of everything. And I was like, gee, easier said than done, man. But I I tried my best to just do that and to just float and and to not worry so much about the dynamics because it's marked, you know, penisimo and I was so afraid to squeak and all this stuff. And I played a little bit more confidently and that was what he was looking for. And that taught me a lot. Like I think about that experience a lot because I was playing an instrument that I don't consider to be my primary instrument, Mm. Um, you know, and I'm 
even though I was mad, I think at getting that part assignment, I'm, I'm now really happy that I, I got that assignment. And, um, because you asked for a crazy story, I'll just say the funny part of this too, is that, uh, I, I suppose we were not quite playing as fast as Mr. Maslanka wanted us to at a certain part. And yeah. so uh, the other Facebook memory that popped up was that I had set my metronome to 184 and put it under oh my, my pillow when I went to bed. Because was it, I... Was it a nice metronome? Yeah, it was just was like a, soothing? a normal, a normal okay. tick-tock type thing. <laughs> I'm picturing <laughs> one of those ones that clip. you like with the weight on I it. have one of those. It wasn't that. <laughs> it would not work under a pillow. No, uh, uh, but just that we all kind of collectively funny. were like, ah, we got to make him happy. He's here. And, you know, that's so. like the equivalent of like putting a book on your head when yes. you fall asleep and hoping exactly. the knowledge goes into well, your just head. Through osmosis, like just absorb yeah. into you. Yeah, exactly. Um, 184. Yeah. I can't believe that. <laughs> 184. I know. And it was just going. And that was that was the tempo we needed to to do. But anyway, I, I, I love thinking about that because I think that showed me that. I, I think that's what showed me that there was a career path for me. That's what I wanted yeah. to do. And that's my whole life now, which is super cool. So it was it was nice to remember that 10 whole years ago that happened. And now I'm doing what I'm doing. So there you Thanks, go. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, there you Dave. go. Wholesome story yeah. for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I've, I've certainly heard about that experience from other yeah. perspectives. Yeah. And I, yeah, there was that, that was a big program. I remember like, uh, was it Symphony Number no. Four was on yes. it, or Seven, or something? Like that? Uh, so the I think the one ensemble, or yeah, part of the concert was Symphony Four, and I think there was maybe Symphony Eight or something that happened as well. Like yeah, it was, there was, was a lot big. of Meslika music on those concerts, and it was awesome. Yeah, very cool, mm-hmm. very cool. Well, there you go, folks. Two new stories for you about our lives. Now yeah. you realize that we do have experience in the field and that <laughs> we are adequately prepared to host this podcast. Yes. Yes, we are. <laughs> uh, so thanks so much for listening. Uh, this has been great, Kate, to speak mm-hmm. with you. Um, and uh, let's do it again. How about yeah. next week? Sounds good. Oh, okay, let's do it then. Okay, bye! bye. <laughs>Thanks so much for spending time with us in the band room. If you want to learn more about anything we discussed in today's episode, check out the links found on our website, bandroompod.com. If you liked what you heard, make sure to subscribe to the Bandroom podcast, give us a rating and a review, and tell all your friends about how much you enjoyed it. If you really love the show, maybe you should consider becoming part of our Patreon community where you can support BRP and get some extra incentives in return. Or you can buy some sweet, sweet BRP merch, helping to offset podcast hosting costs and investments into new equipment so that we can continue to bring you great content and great people. Follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to keep up with what's on the go. If you have any thoughts on today's episode, leave us a comment on our website, bandroompod.com, where your comment might be featured on a future episode of BRP. The Bandroom Podcast is produced by the wonderful Jonathan Wong. And our theme music is Skyline, composed by EKR Hamill and performed by Dr. Gillian McKay and the University of Toronto Wind Ensemble. Stay safe and be well, bandies. Thanks again for stopping by the band room. <laughs>